tuned in to the Motivated to Greatness podcast. I am your host, Jerome Bouveret, and I want to say thank you for joining us on this podcast on a regular basis. You know, we try to come and give you principles to discovering the greatness within because that's what we are all about. And I know that many of you are listening to this podcast on a regular basis, and I want to say thank you because you are what makes it possible for us to do this. You know, tonight's lesson or tonight's teaching, if you will, is probably going to be a little different. Um, I'm going to go to church a little bit on you tonight, if I can use that phrase, because I believe we're living in a time, especially right now with with what's going on in our nation, uh, with the coronavirus and all of these things and the politics and all of these things that are happening that seemingly can get us down, that seemingly can bring us to a place where we say, you know what? I just don't know if I can handle this anymore, but I want to talk tonight about how can we trust God's plan? Now, you may be saying, Jerome, I'm really not a church goer. That's okay. I'm going to take you to church tonight just for a few minutes if you'll allow me to, because I think all of us at one point in time in our life have struggled with how can I trust the plan for my life? How can I trust what the creator has got planned for me. And so maybe you've had that question in your life. Maybe you have said, I don't know how I can trust the plan. First of all, as we have made it evidently clear on this podcast, we have a plan in life. Now, I want to take you to the scripture, Jeremiah chapter one and verse five says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. God is talking to the prophet Jeremiah here, and he is letting him know, listen, before your grandmama and your granddaddy went on their first date, I knew you. I had plans for you before you were ever a thought in your parents' mind. See, each one of us has what I'm going to call in this teaching tonight a life plan. Yes, I know that plans are rampant in your life. I know all of us make plans for our life. See, whether you want to realize it or not, or whether you believe it or not, God loves you and everyone else has a plan for you, right? Isn't it amazing that in life, everyone else seems to want to make plans for us? But I want you to understand that the only plan that really matters is the plan that was made for you by the one who formed you. Listen, before you came out of your mother's womb, God had a plan for your life. Now, I know through life struggles, through the trials, through the difficulties, it may be hard to understand that plan or even see that plan. But you need to understand tonight that even through the difficult times, God has a plan. So the only one that matters, it doesn't matter who tries to plan your life out for you. It doesn't matter who tries to have input into the plans concerning your life. The only one that really matters is the one that forms you, the one that loves you, the one that knows you, and the one that has set you apart to be his own because he has a great plan for you. So how can I trust God's plan? Even if I can't see it, 
even if I don't know it, even if it seems like it's crazy to me, how can I trust that plan? Well, I'm going to give you several steps tonight or several thought processes, if you will, on how you can trust the plan of God in your life. Number one, you need to know that your life plan is customized. What do you mean by that, Jerome? My life plan is customized. Well, I want to give you Psalms chapter 139 and verse 16. It says this, you saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. The psalmist is saying, God, you saw me you scheduled out my days. You knew the days that I was going to go through. Yes, the good ones and the bad ones. You planned all of this out. It was all recorded in your book before I ever came into the earth realm. See, you were born in response to the determined plan of God, not as an afterthought. You were brought into this life. I was brought into this life in response to the determined plan of God. Before you took even one breath out of your lungs, every day, every step, and every circumstance in your life was recorded in God's plan book. Now, these trials, these struggles, these difficulties that come along, they may take us by surprise, but they don't take God by surprise. See, God's plan uses your strengths as well as your weaknesses. And we all have strengths. They are a part of the plan. But can I tell you something? We also all have limitations. Those two are part of the plan. We all have seasons of life that are essential to the plan. So whether it be a good season or a what we call a bad season, all of these seasons are vital to the plan that God has for us. The plan of your life was customized. Your life is set apart from everyone else's. You know, I've heard people say for years, I know exactly what you're going through. Well, the reality of it is, is that is impossible. Matter of fact, about probably 10, 15 years ago, I stopped saying that to people because I came under the understanding, I can't know what they're going through. Why? Because I'm not them. I'm emotionally wired different. I handle situations differently. I go through life storms differently. And so your life plan was customized. See, true success comes when instead of constantly fighting against or trying to change the plan, we learn to identify and build on our strengths. We learn to accept the limitations as hedges of protection from God and yield to the seasons in life as God's avenue of perfect timing. See, when you and I get to the place where we stop fighting the change, we stop fighting the plan, we stop fighting against that, and we learn to identify and build on our strengths and even accept our limitations. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, even accept the fact that we're not going to be able to do some things. Listen, if you don't do everything perfectly, that's all right, because that's a limitation. God's not look. God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for obedience. He's not looking for you and I to do things perfectly. He's simply looking for you and I to take the steps in the process. So we need to understand that God's plan, listen to this phrase, my friends, if you don't hear anything else I say in this podcast, hear this phrase right here. 
God's plan for you is not a one size fits all. No, it is customized just for you. So you need to learn and I need to learn and understand that our life plan is customized. Number two, we need to understand that our life plan is good. Jeremiah 29 and 11, he said, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Did you hear what he was saying there? He said, I know the plans. That word plans is actually a building term. It's a construction term. In the original Hebrew, it is makashabal. It means plans, intentions, thoughts, prints. So God says, I have a blueprint for your life. I want to prosper you. I don't want to harm you. Listen, the stuff that has come against you in your life, it, it may be terrible. It may be have possibly had the opportunity to set you back or maybe even put you under. But God says, I want to prosper you in the middle of all these things because all of these things are part of the development of your life plan. For some reason, though, we tend to think that God sat down one day and designed a sinister life plan laced with pain and defeat for us. Have you ever been there? You said, God, are you just out to try to kill me? God, are you just out to try to destroy me? We, we think that, don't we? Well, maybe you don't, but I have thought that at times. God, did you intentionally just, just do this to try to put me under? God did not do that. That's not how he operates. Nothing could be farther from the truth. This train of thought contradicts the very nature of God and misunderstands his heart, the heart of a loving father who wants his absolute highest and best plan for his child. This plan is a good plan. Even with all the valley experiences, even with all the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, this plan is still a good life plan. So you need to understand, how can I trust God's plan? Number one, again, you need to understand that it is customized. Number two, that it is a good plan. Number three, my life plan is guaranteed. I'm going to say it again. My life plan is guaranteed. First Thessalonians 5 and 24. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. D did you hear what the apostle Paul was writing to the church in Thessalonica? He was saying, the one who calls you, which is God, he is faithful and he will do it. Some translations say he is faithful and he will accomplish everything in your life that he is set out to do. Your life plan is guaranteed. You may be saying, Jerome, you don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I've experienced. You don't know what has happened in my life. You're right. I don't know. But what I do know is that your life plan, the good plan is guaranteed if you would trust the one who set the plan into motion. See what God calls you to do, what he empowers you to do, this plan, this plan will come with every resource that you will need to accomplish it. Everything he has planned for you to do comes with the resources. Now, here's the key. It's about being patient from the promise in the process. I, did you hear me? It, it's about being patient in that promise 
because there's a process. For many years, for many years, my life mission in ministry was really quite simple. It, it, it was really quite simple. I, I tried and, and often succeeded in filling every waking moment with activity. Listen, and it wasn't bad activity. Well, I did have my bad moments in life, but 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 for the most part, it was wonderful activity filled with good things, but they were not the best things. They were not the highest things for my life. Listen, I have accomplished a lot in the 46 years on this earth. I have had the privilege and honor to travel to seven different nations numerous times, preach to hundreds and Thousands of people develop leaders from around the world, throughout the U.S. I have traveled and traveled and traveled and seen beautiful things happen in my life. But even those things weren't the best and the highest things for my life. Many times, and I could admit this, I did them in order to feel important. Have you ever done something in order to feel important? Have you ever done something in order to feel validated? See, I thought, I did, for a long time, I thought that ministry would bring my life into balance and under control. And I had hoped that ministry would provide a purpose and a plan for the restlessness that was in my soul. But I went through some things in life, and I experienced a deep bout of depression in my life. This was about 2013. And I discovered a truth that has redefined who I am and altered my perception of God. I now realize, and hear me very carefully on this point, I now realize that the most powerful ministry that I could ever have, the most impactful ministry that I will ever have, the most important thing that I will under, ever understand is this, is that powerful ministry flows from a clear life plan not to it. Did you hear what I said? In all of the things that I tried to do to find uh, completion and find success and, and running here and running there and doing this and doing that, and I'm not saying they were bad things. I'm not saying that it wasn't advancing the kingdom. I'm not saying that it wasn't productive, but I tried to fill my life with all of these things, and I came to the realization. I snapped, and I mean, I was in deep, 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 depression. I mean, I'm talking, I was in the bed for over two weeks. I didn't want to eat. I didn't get out of bed, but to use a restroom on occasion, I was in a deep, deep depression. And I realized when I snapped out of that thing, I came to realize that the most powerful ministry that I could ever experience flows from a clear life plan, not to it. In other words, when I get clarity of thought, when I get clarity of mind, when I put things in perspective, the most powerful parts of my life flow from that perspective, not trying to get to it. See, it is a simple truth that most people in ministry, in business, and, 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 and in marketplace, they can easily say, but rarely live. So I need to understand that my life plan is guaranteed, but I have to have the right perspective. I have to have the perspective that my life plan is good and it flows from it, not to it. I'm not trying to, to just get clarity on the process. Because I'm getting clarity, I cannot operate in the process. It's very, very key to understand that principle. 
It's very, very key to understand what it is that God has called you to do. So we all have a life plan. It is good. It is customized. And it is guaranteed. Again, 1 Thessalonians 5.24, the one who calls you is faithful. He's faithful even when we're not. He is consistent even when we're not. He is, he is pushing us even when we're not pushing ourselves. So that life plan is guaranteed. Listen, don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't say I'm done because, you know, I say this all the time. And it is this. You are one word away from either a breakthrough or a breakdown. You are one thought away from a breakthrough or a breakdown. How we perceive something determines how we're going to receive it. So we have to change our perception. We have to understand that my life plan is guaranteed. Yes, even with the hills and the valleys, the ups and the downs, God has a plan. He has a blueprint. He has an intention that he wants me to accomplish. And when I change my perspective, I will change my direction. The reason why you may be having the wrong directions is maybe because you have the wrong perceptions. When you change your perception, you change your direction. Man, that, that was good right there. When you change your perception, you change your direction. This is so key in life. So how do I then, Jerome, how do I discover the plan and really trust him in it? Well, first thing is you have to spend time with the plan maker. You, you can't discover the plan you can't discover the intent. You can't discover the purpose unless you spend time with the one that designed the purpose. You know, for years, people have thought, maybe you think this, man, I, I can't, I can't, I can't approach God. How can I talk to God? Look who I am or look what I've done or look what I've gone through. Listen, all have missed the mark at times. All of us are ex somethings. We're ex-alcoholics, we're ex-drug addicts, we're ex-liars. All of us have an ex-something in our life. And none of us are exempt from coming to him and letting him know how we're feeling. So you have to spend time with the plan maker in order to discover the plan. Listen, God's not just, you're not just going to wake up one morning and it be painted across your wall. He would, how do I want to say this? He will reveal the plan to you on a as-needed basis. Because if he gave you the entire plan all up front, most of us wouldn't be able to even handle the plan, much less be able to walk it out. So you have to spend time with the plan maker. How do you do that? You do that by saturating your daily life with his truth. With his truth, which is his word and continually turning your hearts to a conversation with him. Do you know that you can be driving down the road and have a conversation with God? You can be driving down the road or you can be at work and just tell God how you're feeling. God wants to hear how you're feeling. Now he's omniscient. He already knows how you're feeling, but there's something about confession as we call it. There's something about speaking that thing out. So you need to literally saturate your life daily with this truth, daily with his, with, with his word, and turn that heart towards him in conversation with him. When we spend time with him, 
The plan naturally unfolds as we take every next step in obedience. I said something, I believe it was on the first podcast, and I say it probably every week, and this week is going to be no different. Faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. That was said by the by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Faith is taking the first step, even when you can't see the entire staircase. So when we walk out that first step, God says, okay, I, I can trust you now. You took that first step. Now I can show you the next step. Now I can show you the next step. But if you don't have faith in the first step, how do you expect to take the 20th or the 30th or even the 10th step? You can't do it. So you have to trust him by spending time with him. You know, the more time I spend with you or the more time you spend with me, the more you get to know me. You really can't get to, you know, we, we have, I'm going to use a, a Facebook, for example. You know, you have thousands of friends, but how many are really your friends? How many do you really talk to? How many do you really have conversation with? Probably not too many. Facebook friends are not real friends. They don't know the real you. You get to know somebody by spending time with them. And the more you spend time with them and you talk to them and you get to know them, you get to know how they operate. You get to know how they think. You get to realize how, what what button is here, what button is there, what they can accomplish, what they can do, maybe what they can't do. The more you spend time with somebody, the more you get to know their thoughts, the more you get to know the way that they do things. And it's no different with God. The more time you spend with him, the more you get to know how he thinks. So you need to spend time with him. I want you to ask yourself these questions. What are you passionate about? What in your life are you passionate about? What, what makes you tick? What, what, what gets your engine just moving and saying, yeah, I can do this? What are you passionate about? Maybe it's a, a cause or maybe it's a hobby. What are you passionate about? What are your natural abilities? What are you good at? What are you capable of doing? What is your personality type? There are different personality types. Are you a strong personality or do you have a tendency to be more of a weaker personality, more, more of a, uh, an introvert versus an extrovert? Or are you a naturally born leader? Are you someone that can give direction and clarity and not think twice about it? What do others see in you? You know, this is probably an important one in, in, in really trusting God's plan. You have to learn to trust the positivity of those around you. What do others see in you that you don't even see in yourself? Maybe somebody said, you know, I can see you having that business. You say, me? No, 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 not me. But maybe they're seeing something in you that you don't even see in yourself, that you don't even recognize in yourself, that you don't even realize is there. So, so what do others see in you that you don't even see in yourself? You know, I began to ask these questions. And I began searching for the gifts that he's given me instead of the ones I thought I should have or the ones that I wanted to have. Did you hear what I just said? I'm going to say it again. I began searching for the gifts and the abilities that he gave me instead of the ones I thought I should have or the ones that I wanted to have. See, I began to accept my limitations knowing that he had woven them into the seams of my journey for my good. 
See, I began to yield to the seasons of my life, trusting him to lead the way through this foreign land called life, trusting him to lead me in this journey. I looked around one day to find myself snack dab in the middle of his life plan that he created for me. And all of a sudden, God's not the truth. All of a sudden, it was so simple and amazingly clear. See, I am learning how to say no to those things that don't fit into that life mission. Now, I have failed at it. I Time and time again, I have failed at things in life. And sometimes, maybe you find yourself in this position. Sometimes I am misunderstood because I have chosen to follow God's plan instead of someone else's. But listen to this statement and let it resonate. I would rather be misunderstood than disobedient. I would rather be misunderstood by man than disobedient to God's plan for my life. I had to choose in my life sometimes a new audience, and sometimes you have to as well. See, I had to make a decision about the one I wanted to please, and so must you. Today, I know who I am and I know where I'm going. I have discovered that the secret of doing it all is not doing it all. It is finding which part of all he has given me to do and doing all of that. In other words, finding out what his plans are and sticking to it, knowing that it is guaranteed by God himself. Shannon Elder said this. This is such a powerful statement, and I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close. Did you hear that, Churchy? Fear is the glue that keeps you stuck, but faith is the solvent that sets you free. Fear is the glue that will keep you stuck in that one spot, but faith is the solvent. Faith is that which comes along and sets you free in this journey. So today, my friends, I challenge you, I challenge you to trust God in his plan. This is so key for you and I to do this. It is so important that we do this. Listen, I hope you subscribe and follow to this podcast. If you haven't done it, hit, hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Right now, it's very, very important. Also, help us help us grow. Share this podcast with other people because the more subscribers we get, the more followers we get, the more opportunities we have to expand. Let's reach as many as we possibly can. Now, I want to share something very, very exciting with you. Listen, something is, what if you could receive a text message of just an encouraging word throughout the week? Maybe once or twice a week, a text message. Not a long text message, not a paragraph, just something to lift you up throughout the week. Well, you now can do that. We are now offering that. All you have to do is text the words M, capital M, the number two, and then G. M, the number two, and G to 31996. Again, M, the number two, and then G to 31996 and you're going to automatically be enrolled to receive weekly words of encouragement. Do it today. Text M
the number two and then G to 31996. And you're going to receive words of empowerment. You're going to receive updates about this podcast, as well as at times my speaking engagements, because I might just be coming to an area to an area near you. You can also log on to the website, www.kbif.info and sign up right through the website. Again, M, the number two and G to 31996 to get those encouraging text messages. I need you to do that. So until next time, my friends, don't forget to subscribe, share, and follow and take the time today to discover the greatness within. Thank you.